0: Hello and welcome to Cinematic Adventures. With me, Daniel. I'm from the future. And with me is JP. I'm from the West Coast. Which is in the past. No, I'm I'm in the present. You're in the future. Fair enough. Um, And for Halloween, real Halloween, actual Halloween this time, we are doing our top five vampire movies. Indeed. And I I realize, uh, now, you can attest to how few movies I've seen. Uh, Mm -hmm. I realize that most of the movies that I've seen uh, involving vampires are shitty. (laughs) <laughs> They're terrible, well, terrible movies and I didn't want to put them on the list.
1: See, I think that's the main difference between the two of us. We're like the movie odd couple because you've seen so few mainstream movies and I've seen so many. I'm like, I'm the certified movie buff and you're the, like, jumping along. Like, let's let's watch some movies. Oh the yeah, I'm riding
0: your coattails
1: so, right yeah. to the end. Because <laughs> I have the exact opposite. I actually, I, I finished my list five minutes ago and for me, it was like, okay, I've seen like 9,000 vampire movies. Which one am I going to put out? Well, you know, there are these that have to be on the list. And I was like, oh, well, that's four. I just need one more. And then I was like, well, oh, yeah, this one. Yeah, so,
0: <laughs> so, so for dumb. me, I'm like, I, I searched for vampire. I basically searched Letterboxd for vampire movies. And I saw one called um, He Never Died. And I'm like, this is great. Mm-hmm. This is perfect. He is not a vampire. Fuck. <laughs> It's about Cain and Cain's not a vampire. I mean, they pay lip service to it, but I'm like, "Mm." We'll see. Okay. In the vampire mythology, there are different origins
1: to vampires. Uh One of the origin stories is Cain. So you technically could have, Cain isn't a vampire, but I wouldn't have, like, as long as the movie was a vampire movie, I would have been fine. But if it's a movie about Cain and it's not even a vampire movie, then no.
0: it's but a movie if it, about so like, Cain, and he drinks blood in one scene, but also he eats mm-hmm. flesh or whatever. And I'm like, it's just not. Doesn't feel like a vampire movie.
1: Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, if it. So, in other words, like, if in I don't know some shitty movie like Twilight, it were to, they were to be like, the origin of our species is Cain, the biblical whatever, whatever. Then I would still accept it. I'd be like, yeah, it's, it's still a vampire movie. Yeah. But if it's a, just a movie about Kane and they may kind of have a nod to perhaps this is how he became a vampire, then no, that's not. True. Yeah, it did. Like if, if the movie has very little or doesn't mention it, then no. It I wouldn't.
0: felt like a cheat. Yeah. So even though it's better than at least three of these, I took it off the list. But you definitely should watch, Kane, okay. uh, watch uh, He Never Died if you haven't. It's on Netflix. It's really good. Yeah, it's. I just, it's in my netflix queue i just never got around uh it's exactly the it feels like something that was made for me like it's focused on so campy uh, that not that but it's focused Uh, on one character it's slow methodical and you really get into inside the character's head we'll get to campy stuff i have my list
1: um okay speaking of your list okay i have my
0: list and then i also have a list of honorable mentions because like i said i've seen it okay so okay let's do this so i'll go for number five and if you have got yours higher uh then we'll go to then we'll switch to your number five and so on until we get through them all
1: um i say let's just hear yours because i don't i don't have like a ranking necessarily i just went for like these are the top if i had to If you had to throw away all other vampire movies, what are the ones you would save? That's how I did it. So it wasn't like a "this is the best," but this one's just a little bit better. You know, I didn't do it like that. So it's not like a. It's not. It's not. Mine isn't really necessarily a top five list. It's more of a favorite five. That makes sense. So my one. We'll hit up your ranking. I'll just mention if one of mine is on your list. Fair enough.
0: My uh, and we'll and we'll switch um between us, and then you can pick one. Okay. Okay, okay cool so let's start with my number five from dusk till dawn you slimy bastard <laughs> right away you take one from my
1: list i'm like well he's only seen like 10 movies what are the odds that he make the, the
0: word is even one that we share and right
1: <laughs> off the bat
0: you just throw it out damn you daniel from dusk <laughs> till dawn i saw when i was 12 it is the perfect movie to see when you Why you're
1: the hell did your parents allow you to watch that movie when you were 12? Because
0: I have the coolest I was just, parents.
1: I was just watching a thing that was like in order for it to not be in C-17 or X-rated, they had to use green blood because if they used red blood it w- couldn't have kept its r Like That's how gory this movie is and you're like,
0: yeah, I saw it when I was 12. Like That's, that's a Rocky Horror picture show when I was like 13 my parents don't care um about movies as long as like as long as i don't copy mm-hmm. swearing and there's no and there wasn't any sex in it which i think this one which there one was is, and but, on. but if it wasn't just straight up my parents barely paid attention to movies so i got to see like a bunch of stuff it was if it was on uh tv
1: it literally takes place at the yeah
0: that they weren't paying attention they thought that it was just a vampire movie which i see a lot but how okay so i remember the trailers for this
1: selma hayek's super sexy snake dance was like all anybody was talking about were your parents just like are they ostriches do they have their heads in this like how
0: like the one thing that they don't want you to see is in the trailer i so, like was that okay i think i just came across it when it was on uh cable one day and i'm like cool it's a vampire Uh, movie um so i don't think they know that i've seen this so it's
1: it's an interesting dynamic to me that i've seen so many movies but i was the exact opposite i had very strict parents and i wasn't allowed to watch anything that was older than my age appropriate Situation. So, like, I had memorized Terminator Two without actually seeing it because I'd seen that had so many people go see it and recount it, and I would like sneak away to catch a glimpse when it was in the theater because I was too young to see it, and my parents were like, absolutely not, <laughs> and that just made me more obsessed. And I was like, I gotta see it because it's so awesome, especially like Guns Rose Roses doing the video and everything. But like, it's just interesting to me how like I've seen so many movies, but I was held back from seeing them whenever. And you had, like, carte blanche, and you've seen, like,
0: 12. Yeah, <laughs> so... I, I, didn't, I didn't really get into, like, deep-cut cinema and determined to see everything until, like, four years ago. Uh, I just saw whatever I, whatever I found. Um, <laughs> well, that's what I'm here for, to help you find Yes, better. Dust Till Dawn is great. It doesn't become... Like a vampire movie until like halfway through. Uh it's the first Quentin Tarantino movie and I've seen, and probably his best one, or at least my favorite.
1: It's not a Quentin Tarantino.
0: Are are you talking about writing? Uh well I, he had
1: something to do with it. He wrote it, he did not direct it. That was directed by Robert Rodriguez.
0: Oh, really? I yes. appreciate that he did that Robert Rodriguez does a low budget, um, gritty, R-rated horror. And also dumb kids movies. (laughs)
1: his The
0: the fact that he does both is very funny.
1: Um, Yeah. um, Tarantino wrote this. uh, For most people, their first foray into Tarantino was California. He didn't direct that either, but he wrote it. Um, Or for movie buffs, usually their first foray into Tarantino was Reservoir Dogs, which
0: he did direct. I've seen Pop Fiction and I've seen Dusted On, and I think, no, I haven't seen any others. So it's going to, yeah, I know. Okay. So we just found your homework for next month.
1: Um, That's done. (laughs) Yeah. It's going to be fun. You haven't seen Jackie Brown or Kill Bill Volume 1 or 2? I own
0: Kill Bill Volume 1 and 2, but I had to do the vampire movie. I know. Um, So I, I like it. It's got the, like, the gritty, low-budget, tons-of-blood um, aesthetic that A, va- vampire movies, uh, and B, Robert Rodriguez movies are known for, and I really dig it. Yep.
1: Um, I like, for me, since we both have it on our list, we'll just talk about it sure. in general. Um, for me, it's the fact that it has, um, it's, like you said, it, it starts out like a crime movie almost because it's like a caper film right they're trying to get away with the crime and it really shows how psychotic Quentin Tarantino's character is and I think he built it up like that specifically so they could kill him later um but I love how he like he has been a monster the entire film and then he literally turns into one <laughs> so, it's pretty great. um and and I like how um there's almost, like, this moral imperative you have to have in order to end the film. But you can't just have the moral imperative. Like, you also have to kill a lot of vampires. <laughs> so, nobody gets out of this without blood on their hands. And also, the scene at the end where, you know, they're, they're built on an Aztec temple.
0: Priceless. <laughs> so... I- I it's just like it when he started making movies even writing movies Quentin Tarantino was like I love movies here is I am going to to do everything I can to make movies that I watched growing up and he and he did it uh mm-hmm. and it worked and everyone and people love him it's really indeed have you seen Inglorious Bastard Oh yeah I saw Inglorious Bastard Okay yeah I saw that one Okay just checking Uh so yeah I really dig this. Um, okay, what do you have on your list? The next film on your list? What's one on your list? Wait, you want to go back and forth? I thought we were just going to do yours. And uh, mine. Do you want to do it like that? Because we can. Yeah. Okay, uh, next one is Nosferatu. Ah, you're going mm-hmm. old school. Okay. Uh, so it, it's really interesting to me that Nosferatu was made when Dracula was still in copyright. So they're like, we want to make a Dracula mm-hmm. movie, but we don't have the rights to it. So let's just make a different movie but pretty much exactly the same as the book like enough mm-hmm. that they actually got sued and they had to put on the thing uh the unofficial adaptation of dracula is that actually on there I don't know. Uh, it has How something like that, that but it has like an unofficial oh. <laughs> adaptation of bram Stoker's dracula something 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 um and that was part of the lawsuit uh-huh. have you
1: seen it um I saw it so long ago that I genuinely can't remember it, but I I saw it like I want to say like eighties nineties.
0: It went through. Um, it's very different to what vampire movies are because modern vampire movie, vampires they're sexy. They're tra- they're like traps. They bring you in with their sexiness and they kill you. Um, Nosferatu is a fucking monster. He looks terrifying. <laughs> Well, that's,
1: it shows the climate of the times. You know, like I say constantly on here that a lot of movie trends and who likes what movies is generational. And that's because movies are a snapshot of where a society is at the time that film was made. And so at the time that film was made, it was an innocent time where, or not innocent, it wasn't, there's no such thing as an innocent uh-huh. time. But it was a time when, People believed that there's good, there's evil, good looks nice, evil looks bad. The Wicked Witch So the that's West. why it was a very, uh, yeah, it was a very polarizing, like, it was a very us versus them. Like, they are evil, we are good. And the reason why vampires aren't like that now is because you have, like, other films that we'll talk about later, they're more nuanced because the times are more nuanced. We see things more nuanced. We don't see things as polarized good good versus evil anymore. We see things now as, well, just because something is other doesn't necessarily mean it's evil, which is why some films have good vampires and some films have bad. We'll, again, get to that later. So we'll keep going. because. Okay. <laughs> I realize, like, I'm about to segue into, like, three different vampire films if I keep talking. That's fair enough. Uh,
0: So I really like Nosferatu. I think that having a, like, when you have so many sexy vampires, which, by the way, neither of us put Twilight on the list because it is terrible, but it makes sense that Twilight got made because for years you've had Dracula and um, other vampires that use their um, their charm and good looks in order to get victims in order to kill them. That's that's how vampires have progressed from Nosferatu being a hideous monster that with no charm uh, to um, Dracula being this suave, sophisticated uh, vampire with terrible glasses. Uh, it, it terrible It's glasses. an interesting progression. <laughs> have you seen the nineteen ninety two Dracula? <laughs> Glasses aren't great.
1: No, two Dracula. Are you uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula? I'm, which... Are you talking about the one with Keanu yeah. Reeves? Like, which one are you talking Keanu about? Keanu
0: Reeves' Dracula. Yes, I've seen that one. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I, I really dig Nosferatu. I think that it is top quality silent movie. Because silent movies are not silent because they have music and stuff to them. But if they go too long, they go really long. <laughs> so, to have, to find, like, a good silent movie is very rare have you seen
1: metropolis remember because i don't really know the names of the silent movies that i've seen for most Fair part because like so when i and when i was a kid or not really a kid like a teenager teenager into the early 20s i watched like all the movies because i had a blockbuster movie pass so i was watching like literally three four movies and i so during that time i saw so many movies that's why it's like you can bring up something and be like, Have you seen it? I have no idea. Because I didn't pay attention to the names. I was focused on the content. So if you like bring something up, I'll be like, Oh, yeah, I've seen that. But if you just say the name, why I'm. Like, I'm yeah. so,
0: so, I, so I saw Metropolis. <laughs> it's very long and very boring. It's um, a future city. And it is the, the movie that Superman City is named after. That's how influential this right. um, is that people just, just like a metropolis is the perfect city and with superman they want to be like it looks perfect because lex luther made it that way but it's actually like harboring all this evil that superman has to stop
1: um i don't it doesn't sound like i've seen it from your slight description um of it be like of a perfect city i don't remember watching anything about a perfect city that's a silent movie so i don't think i have
0: um you should check it out if you can and have the time and inclination Okay. All right. Um. All right, next on on my list is A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night.
1: I lost you. Oh, there we go. Okay. A Girl Walks Home Alone Uh, at Night? Yes.
0: Okay, so what I noticed is that vampires usually are men, and it's a very male power dynamic. And that's Mm -hmm. interesting to note because there are female vampires, but usually the leads in them are men. And A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night is about um, a vampire who's um, a woman in her 20s, I think, um, maybe early 30s, late 20s, early 30s, around that age. And she's a vampire and she's walking home alone at night, every night, to find victims. And the victims that she finds are men who just assume that they have power over her because, you know, she's a woman and small and she gives them that power and then kills them. Oh, okay. It's great. Um, I love it. It's uh, made in America in 2014, but it's in a foreign language and black and white. So someone is me. Someone <laughs> took what I was. So someone is yeah. you. This is the kind of <laughs> bullshit that I would make into a movie. No wonder I love it so much.
1: <laughs> Way to be objective, Daniel.
0: Oh, yeah, it's great. I do not give a shit. It's awesome. It sounds like it's ultra low oh, budget because yeah, until you mentioned it, it I'd never heard of it. Fifty dollars in a dream. Well, do, there you, do go. you know how great this movie <laughs> is? She rides a skateboard in one scene, and I'm not thinking that it's the worst. She rides a skateboard, and I still take her seriously. Any other vampire? So you
1: are anti? Any skateboard. other
0: vampire rides? Any vampire rides a skateboard? I'm like, this is officially nonsense.
1: Okay, next on your homework: gleaming the cube movie buffs will get that
0: and find it hilarious <laughs> <I assume. Anyway. laughs> um so yeah i really dig it um i okay. there's not much to talk about though and i'm saving all of my talking for the next one but uh girl walks no.
1: yeah i know because like you really just said like the title and explained the title but there's no like Aside from what she does, like you didn't go in any like character development. There is like none. who? How did she become no, a vampire? They're, no okay. one
0: cares. It does not <laughs> the movie doesn't care. She rides a skateboard. She steals a skateboard from some punk kids that these kids are like um, are being assholes, and she's like, "Go home." So is it just an hour and a half of her doing yeah, this, or wa- is there some kind of point? Uh, to no, it? she walks home. She gets sexually assaulted. She kills them, and then su- and then she goes to an apartment where someone else is getting sexually assaulted, and then kills them, and then just and then the women. And that's it. It's power, just a snapshot yeah, of her life. Yeah, women gain power. We see this night for her. It's very small. It's very simple. Uh, it's great. It has my favorite design for a poster. It's it's amazing, <laughs> okay. but it's also like very small. And I want to save all of my talking, all of it, for my number two which is what we do in The Shadows. Oh, okay. What we do Go in ahead. The Shadows is amazing. It's Takara Titi. It's the most quotable movie I've seen since Princess Bride. It is so fucking funny. It's a fan fiction about vampires. They basically take all of the vampires, like Nosferatu lives in the basement. You have a Dracula. You have um, a Twilight guy. You have all of them. And you got the Twilight guy and he's like, yes, I got turned when I was 16. And he's clearly like 45. Um, <laughs> and it's, and when someone points that out he's like times were hard back then um and you had and it's a documentary crew and the documentary is made by the new zealand the new zealand production company that produces documentary so it feels like a real documentary mm-hmm. it is hilarious it is so fucking good have you seen it <laughs> i have not uh
1: there there's a tv show based on it but not the actual. Thing.
0: I want to see that because it's clearly a sitcom, and it's a, it's a yeah. documentary made about these vampires, and you have some you have um Vlad uh who's the Dracula one, and he's like, mm-hmm. hopefully you never meet the beast, and I'm like I wonder who the beast is, and it's just his ex wife. It's clear that he calls her the beast, but no one else does, and you have this, <laughs> it, it's hilarious. You have this woman is the assistant to uh, one of the vampires and it's clear that he's just stringing her along because she wants to become a vampire and he's just like, yeah, fine. Can you find me victims and also do my laundry? And it's great. Someone asks... uh, She's his personal assistant. Yeah, but she she wants to be a vampire and it's clear that he's just stringing her along until she dies. That kind of reminds me of of Queen of the Damned. Uh,
1: Again, one I haven't seen. What's it about? oh <laughs> um it's in the same vein as interview with the vampire but not as good oh cool and it's got a um it's it's got a person who like yeah, several people actually who are like vampires sycophants like they they're kind of crazy <laughs> basically <laughs> and, and they will do anything to become a vampire and then like there's this head vampire woman who's just like uh-huh sure yeah we'll let you in like do all these things for us and then at the end, she was she just basically like, kills him. Like, like what do you think I was gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> was like, My favorite. And uh, um, it's got like different stories going on because the queen is actually not that woman. She this woman is like the head of the society that's uh, that is like trying to raise the revive the queen. And the queen is actually um, Aaliyah, who's a singer now dead. But um, and then when they finally do raise her. And she comes, you know, she comes back to life. She was supposed to be this like ancient queen from, time, from like a time gone by. And she's trying to get this, um, she's trying to get Stuart Townsend to become her king. And at first he wants no part of it. Then he's intrigued and he goes back to wanting no part of it. And it's like about the decadence of being a vampire. But the problem is if you're too decadent, then you're going to kill all the people and there won't be anybody else left to eat. So then you'll die out because you won't have any food. So they realize this and they like, they're like, yeah, we kind of have to stop her. Plus like, cause so that, so apparently like she did that the last time she was revived. And there are people who were like, no, we can't let her, you know, come back. And then there are people who are like, look, we can't let her come back because if the humans get wind of what she's doing, they'll come for us and they have weapons and shit now that they didn't have before. Cause apparently it was like hundreds of years ago, the last time she did it or possibly even thousands. I haven't seen it in a long time. And, um, and so you've got these factions who are like trying to stop her and then one faction is trying to help her and she's like the most powerful entity on the planet. So it's really difficult to stop her. And it all basically revolves around Stuart Townsend. I, it sounds amazing so, and I want to see it. It's, it's not bad, but it is not oh, amazing. So, it's pretty good. It's then. not, it's interesting, but it's not good. Oh dear, so, <laughs> worth seeing that? It's, it's worth watching. It's like, it's one of those like, if you like it, it's a guilty pleasure. But you have to admit, like, it's not a great, like the way the way it's all done. It's not a great story, but it's it's decent. Like it's it's worth watching, and it's a likable film. But like, at film quality, isn't good. Not necessarily. It's not terrible. It's not bad. It's just not necessarily good.
0: I, I love guilty pleasure movies like that. Um, I yeah, okay. I'll watch that. You have to watch what we do in the shadows. It is the funniest fucking movie I've seen in the, uh, that came out in the last 10 years. It is so good. Okay, um It's hilarious. There's one, so it's all a documentary, right? And <laughs> they asked they ask Vlad. Are you okay over so there? Funny, They asked Vlad um, why he prefers drinking virgin uh, blood. And he's like, well, for example, if you're going to eat a sandwich, you just enjoy it more if you knew someone hadn't fucked it first. It's it's so fucking good. I love it so much. It might be the best one, even though it's my number two. And the reason it's not number one is because number one is like goes into deep lore and is what you what I think of when I think of a vampire movie. Okay,
1: what's your number? Before one?
0: Before we do my number one, I want to hear um, some of your ones. <clears throat> some of my ones. Mm-hmm. So oh what, you're trying
1: to make this anticipatory? Oh, yeah. You're like trying to like, yeah. uh okay. Um well like I said, mine is different because mine isn't like a five, four, three, two, one. Mine is just like a here are five. Um, <laughs> okay, here's what I'll do. I will give my honorable mention. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so for the first honorable mention, Daybreaker. I liked this film uh-huh. because it's so I have to mention like it's um it's an interesting take on the vampire lore to me. The thing that I liked about it is that like it takes that twist. it, it they puts a twist on why they on why they they have this the no sun. Um have you seen it's it? No. Okay. Um so it has um it has an interesting cast and it's in the film they um they, they treat vampirism as a disease. So it's like the whole came from bats thing. Uh-huh. That makes sense. Like usual, um, like we were talking about earlier, you know, different films have different and uh, different films have different origins. And in this one, it's the the bat bit a human and the virus turned people into vampires. Sort of like rabies. And then, you know, right. And then um, it, so the premise of this one is um, it the disease became so like the disease became viral in both senses, like in the original sense of viral is in like a virus. But also viral as in like, you know, like movies and TV show, like a, like a viral video and that it went worldwide and it got to the point where humans became a protected species almost because there were so, the world's population was vampires. So it flipped the script and instead of vampires being in the shadows, humans had to hide. That's amazing. And they were running out of food. So they got to the point where they were like, okay, We need to figure something out. We either need to call the vampire population or we need to figure out a way to give us, you know, to give ourselves sustenance. So they were thinking of like, like they had, um, because they're the main, you know, because they're the main people, kind of like in True Blood, only in True Blood, vampires were just like secondary citizens. Whereas in this one, like vampires are running the world, they are the main, they're the main society. And so they're, they have. Um, they have scientists testing out different ways for food sources because, again, there are too many vampires, so they're running out of humans. Um, so, they were thinking of things like cloning people, um, creating people in labs. problem is all of this took way too So, they were like, well, maybe the blood. They were trying to think of all these scientific ways of getting more people so that they don't die they have out. have to feed off humans. Um, Right they yeah, they they feed on humans, and there were so few humans left they, that they were like in crisis, so um, long story short, the solution came when they learned that you can actually reverse the vampire illness, like there's a cure, and cool. the thing I found interesting is the cure is the thing that they thought would kill them. it's sunlight, oh, really, there's a very particular way, yeah, so with the, with enough exposure to sunlight. Vampirism is reversed, and so I thought that was an interesting concept. Um, the reason why it's an honorable mention is because it is a slow burn. It is, it's, an, it's definitely interesting, but it's like it's not filled with action. It's like there's, so, there is action in it, but it's like it's kind of like the Star Wars prequels. Like you got to get through some to get to some, you know. <laughs> I mean, but I actually like It's kind of dumb. It. Well, no, like I said, there is action and it's interesting, but the action is entirely tied to the story. So it's not an action film. And usually when you think of vampire movies, you don't think of a slow burn. You think of like an introductory, like 20, 30 minutes and then like action. You know,
0: Maybe you do. My third movie so, is a go at at night and that's all walking. Yeah. But you know,
1: you're not like, most I'm people. very
0: weird. This is
1: true. This is true. <laughs> um, my, my next honorable mention is fright night.
0: And that's just because I love the actors. And I thought it was funny. I've heard mixed things about uh, <laughs> Fright Night. I was going to watch it for this, but then I, I was like, these ones I'm definitely going to probably put on the list.
1: <clears throat> um, Fright Night had Anton Yelkin, and, who's also gone now. And um, and I can't think of his name. I can think of the, him, but I can't think of his name right now. Um, oh, crap. I hate it when that happens. Um, Colin. Colin. Can't think of his last name. Anyway. <laughs> um, the hot one obviously not Colin Firth, but um, the two of them played so well, and he 1985? was a magician. Uh, when I say Fright Night, I mean the latest, the latest one. one. I don't mean, like, the original okay. one, because this was a remake. Um, Colin Farrell. And yeah, I just like it because I think it's fun. Colin Farrell, thank You're you. Welcome. Um, Yeah, he's I I just think that they're fun. I like the chemistry. I like the, like, cat and mouse chase. It's humorous, and I love how it's one of those movies that, like, takes place over a weekend but feels like you spent weeks so it's like the next day you're like all that happened in one night so that's fun I
0: don't know how I feel about ones that are like all this happened in one night and I'm like you did a lot yeah well that I love that though because it's like when you come out you're like holy shit that was all just like two
1: days that's fun um Mm -hmm. my next honorable mention is Dracula Untold I think it's a really good origin story for Dracula um there's one part I don't like because you don't, you don't need to have the creepy crawly. I don't like that. But I love Luke Evans, and I think it was a pretty – he did a pretty good job. Critics did not like that movie. A lot of people didn't like that movie. So it's a slow burn. Again, everybody said it was boring, but I liked it. I, th- I think it was, like, a good uh, a good look into the character. And it's basically telling the human side of Vlad the Impaler and how – again, it's a, it's a Dracula origin story, how he became Dracula i found it
0: interesting um the next one is 30 days of night i i and that is a great premise for a vampire move i i've been trying to track that yes. down but i got to get on dvd or some bullshit um but 30 days <laughs> of night is brilliant vampires and it's not going to be sunlight for 30 days so you got to survive it it's indeed. genius indeed and i since you haven't seen it i won't go into detail or give away the ending but i liked
1: the ending um yeah i'll just say that Fair <laughs> I'll wait till you've seen it because I don't want to like spoil it. But yeah, I liked it. So those are my honorable mentions. Cool. Um, All right.
0: So what is your number one? My number one. one, I had to decide between the very funny one and the gay one. And I went for the gay one because I'm also me. Uh, Interview with the vampire. It's it's great. (laughs) It's super domestic. Um, Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise are basically married. It's perfect. It's like a soap (laughs) opera with vampires. I love it so much. They hate each other, but they also, like, need to be a part, need to be together. And then they adopt a kid, sort of. It's... Yeah, if by adopt you mean murder a small child. Yeah. Yeah. And make her live forever. It's hilarious. It's based on books that are still being written. Um,
1: Yeah, Queen of the Damned is one of the books. So the official title of Interview with the Vampire is An Interview with the Vampire, the Vampire Chronicle and the vampire chronicles one of the vampire chronicles is the vampire Lestat, which is what this film is based on and and, and queen of the damned it, uh, so the film i was talking about before is one of the
0: series oh, of books oh but then i'm that... definitely going to see it i need to see it it's it's great i've watched it like 5 times it's so good um i i <laughs> love all the I, I love all the vampires i love the fact that um louis is like we can eat rats, and he's, and it's like, and Tom Cruise is like, I can't believe you want to eat rats. That's so gross. Just eat humans.
1: Who cares? That was very, uh, Lion King of them. Yeah, it's the circle of life. These, we're high up on the field. Well, et yeah, like when, uh, when Timon and Pumbaa convinced Simba to just, you know, just
0: eat bugs. Now I mean, eat us. Yeah, but <laughs> the best part about that arc is that you're going to, you, is that, we think that the whole movie is going to be Louis and uh, Lestat and, and Louis never going to eat humans. But by the end of it, he's been eating humans for like hundreds of years. And he does mm-hmm. not care. It's amazing. Yeah. He's, well, it's, that's why I like it because
1: it is like, it is a peer. To me, the whole point of the movie was for him to explain to the interviewer why you don't want to become a vampire because you will lose your humanity. Even if you're like me and you hold out as long as possible at, you're never going to die. Eventually you're going to lose it. And I also think that it's kind of a metaphor for like the longer you live, the fewer fucks you have to give. <laughs> it's like, just in general, like you're like, in that. that's the thing that I like about this whole thought of immortality that like these people think about the difference between, a 10-year-old, and a 40-year-old. Now think about the difference between an 80-year-old and a 300-year-old. It's like the 300-year-old has seen some shit and the 80-year-old can't even imagine it. And they've seen some shit, you know? <laughs> so it's like, so your, your, your version of humanity has to transform because you just know too much. And that's, I think, the whole point of this was like, if you really, because like, um, the kind of under or unsaid thing until like the very end when Lestat shows up and is like, boom, you're a vampire now, was that the interviewer wanted to become a vampire. And I think Lou, this, this whole entire interview was Louis being like, don't do it. Uh, and then
0: Lestat shows up and he's like, done. The best part about that is that <laughs> he still wants to become a vampire at the end. He's like, I want to do it. And he's like, oh my God, you have missed the point entirely. What was the point of the last hour and a half? think about this and then he and then he's like do you really want to do this and he's like no and then he runs away yeah yeah and then he
1: runs away in a, in a an open car <laughs> and I love how it answers that question because at the end of the interview you're like well, wait a minute what happened to Lestat like you built this you've been talking about him this entire time is he still out there did you kill him eventually
0: what's going on and then Lestat just shows up like I'm still here but there this-. is <laughs> it is very hard to kill a vampire i mean he got burnt and he he got fucked up and then he got uh, murdered again he got killed twice and then he's just like i'm just gonna heal and then we see eh, it's not that hard to kill a vampire like some sunlight
1: i, I know it but
0: like song. he is determined he's yeah. like you had me drink dead blood you bitch and yeah I honestly think, and this is probably gonna be an unpopular opinion, I think this is some of Tom Cruise's It best is his best performance. Because every other one he's like Tom Cruise being Tom Cruise and the story and script around him is like accommodating for his Tom Cruisiness. Uh in this one he's <laughs> Tom Cruise. Yeah, in this one, <laughs> he's domestic and gay and sassy and um dramatic. He's
1: Okay, so to your point about, like, them being gay, the way I see this is the longer you live, the more you realize labels like gay, straight, but it doesn't matter. You just, you do what, you do what's available, you know? And it doesn't, like, this is all, like, it's all current politics. And if you were to see the human race outside the scope of this narrow little society that you live in and this narrow little time frame that we live in, we would see that, like, None of that shit matters. None of those labels matter, and I think that's what this this movie was like one of the first to put that on the forefront of like, dude. If you were five hundred years
0: old, you would not give a shit about any of that. You just do what. Just you so do. we're clear, I call it gay because they are, but also um I knew you were gonna say but that. But also <laughs> they're not because every time they drink blood, those women are turned on. I don't care what you say. That is a metaphor for sex if i've ever seen them. no it is and that but that's exactly my point like they will as you saw
1: they will but they they're, they're more pansexual them. they don't care they, that's what i'm saying that that's exactly my point like there is there's no need for these it's, labels you just yeah. do whatever you want because you're 500 years old and who's going to stop it's, you it's it's great um and so there's there's no need for labels because you see beyond each little individual snapshot of time you see beyond these Because like, especially for Lestat, because Lestat's older even than Louis is. Because Louis was like, well, he was like 12th century, wasn't he? I don't know. But yeah. I don't remember. But anyway, and like Lestat's way older than than Louis. At least a couple hundred years older. Yeah. So Lestat is, for him, it's like, I care not. And that's the main difference between Louis and Lestat. Louis tried to still fit in in human society and be human he tried to hold on to that for at least a hundred years, like way beyond feasible. Whereas Lestat's like, no
0: fucks given. These people are my food. I appreciate that. that, (laughs) I appreciate that Louis went through that arc and I agree with you completely, but I appreciate that Louis went through that arc and then was like, I don't give a shit. I'm just going to eat people who cares. But then, uh, and then uh, Christian Dunce becomes a vampire and two weeks in, she's like, I'm in. What do I do? It's fine. I'll kill him. (laughs) I don't give a shit. Yeah, um, yeah she kind of
1: lost her shit there for a minute. Yeah. But it was justified losing her shit, though, because, like, think about, like, I especially felt that because I'm the youngest by a decade, and I'm very much her and my family, where, like, you're never going to grow old. It doesn't matter how old you are. You're always going to be the little kid, and you'll never be seen with any, like, respect or anything. So I, I felt her. But she did she did kind of lose it she's like let's kill them all (laughs) like okay calm down like let's not get psychopathic on this i get you're angry but you
0: know (laughs) i appreciate that let's let's write it in i appreciate that she killed her piano instructor and he's like what did we tell you (laughs) never in the house god yes it's it's really funny it's like it's like quiet because at that point
1: like the way Lestat is looking at them Lestat does not look at humans from the perspective of being human, he looks at them very much like mutants in um, the MCU. The way that um, the way that Magneto views mutants and humans for Lestat, he has evolved beyond humanity. So humans are food, possibly pets or entertainment, but they are not
0: on the level of vampires. Um, they uh, he barely likes vampires, m- let alone humans. Yeah. Um, and I I really, really love this movie a lot. And I like the that it's a soap opera. I like that it's funny. It's it's a, a vampire movie that is just goes into the nitty-gritty of how vampires work. And then it's like, okay, we've done that in like 20 minutes, sorted that shit out. The interviewer asked all the right questions. Nice. What do we do now? I don't know, domestic shit. And <laughs>
1: Well, I like that it's telling you it's, it's. I think, maybe the first, it's the first that I can think of, and I'm probably wrong, but it's the first that I can think of that gives you an in-depth look as to why you do not want to live forever.
0: I think that, like, a lot of movies um, try that, but also a lot of movies are, like, just make it so that you're, like, cold and distant, where uh, Lestat and Louis are, like, yeah we're cold and distant but also it. you don't (laughs) like i said it's in it's more of an so other other
1: shows and movies yeah they just make them cold and distant because like obviously you would be but this is an in-depth look into why it's not just yeah they're cold and distant it's like no no here's like here's just a, a snapshot of like 50 years or 100 years out of the life of a person who will never die it's
0: it's a great it's so good i it was hard to like track how time goes unless he tells us what decade he's in that's the whole but point I, that's, that's exactly yeah, my point I like, appreciate it's,
1: that. it's hard for him until like for for lestat he gave up on it he's like i don't give a shit these are humans like but for louis he's like he's trying to stay in human society he's trying to his Finger on the pulse of humanity, and Lestat's
0: like pointless. Move there, on. Just do There's under. a great scene uh, in this where Louis at a movie theater, and he's like, and he's watching sunrises in in different watching movies, and I yeah. loved it. Um, I and I want to see all of those movies. I saw Superman, obviously, but I want to see the others. Um, I don't remember because I didn't pay attention to what movie no, we were watching. Neither did I. So I'm gonna I'm gonna find it and check it out later but yeah it's great uh this is their best acting it's it's brilliant and um the and i want to read all the books and i bet they're not that great i bet then just six out of ten books um you know what i read i didn't read her vampire series uh-huh. which i've heard is
1: way oh. better but anne rice later did a series um on sleeping beauty mm-hmm. And it was supposed to be like an erotic version of Sleeping Beauty. And I was like, okay, I'll check this out. And I bought the book, and I got a chapter in, and I was like, how is she a famous writer?
0: <laughs> it was crazy. I thought so. And I was like, this is the worst. One. The, um the show it's... Dexter is based on books. Have you read those books? Dark was it Darkly Dreaming Dexter? Or yeah, Darkly like Dreaming Dexter, Dexter From by the Side. Yeah. Uh something that starts with D Dexter. It's not Yeah, they all it's alliteration. Yeah. They all start uh, with D. They suck. Like the the um, first book
1: I've read comics based on the books and I've read I think I read one of the books and the book the very first book about Dexter that was what the pilot season of Dexter was based on wasn't
0: Yeah, bad. so so that book was but all of great. Heard were terrible. Yeah, it, they are that book was great and then you got the first season that's based on that <laughs> book solid solid thing um except yeah. that uh th- there's one important change which affects the rest of the series to hilarious degrees which is after um his he kills his brother he doesn't kill uh the cop i forget his name but it's the cop that's like uh what are you doing motherfucker He's that guy. Uh, the black, yeah, the guy. black guy. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember him remember.
1: but the black guy. Uh, yeah,
0: he doesn't, Dexter doesn't kill him. And for the rest of the series, uh, he's got his tongue cut out and his hands and feet are chopped off. And, and he doesn't tell anyone that Dexter is uh, a serial killer, even though he knows. Um, and every, se- every, every book he just turns up. And it's terrible. And then you have this uh, uh, one with a demon and it's like all serial killers are just possessed by demons. I'm like, fuck you. Why am I still reading this? And then I stopped and <laughs> became happy again. That's pretty much. I mean, they put that into the series, though. They didn't. That's what his dark passenger well, was. Yeah, but like the dark passenger was like, and it's like. Well, no, he described him as being like a. Well, demon. yeah, but like like a demon, but an actual demon is trash, and it's so trash that the oh, okay. author was like, sorry. And then. Uh, and he would say things like, um, like, when he would kill other serial killers,
1: he would be like, I can see they're demons. But I don't, but I, I yeah, get what you're saying. It's all like, a metaphor in this. a show. metaphor is different than it being like an actual physical demon possessing yeah. somebody. Because um, that would be fucked up, because that would make the serial killer themselves merely. Exactly,
0: which is why it's trash. And also because it's yeah. badly written. Those two things. <laughs> uh, and also. So yeah, interview with the vampire. Um. I also the one thing I like about vampires is, is the fact that they keep their fashion throughout the centuries. It's like I'm not gonna update my look. I'm from like the 1800s. I'm cool. <laughs> I'm surprised you haven't mentioned Antonio oh, Banderas, yeah. who Antonio, is overtly gay, gay character. Antonio Banderas wants to fuck Tom Cruise. Wants to fuck Brad Pitt so bad. He's like, no, you can be <laughs> my companion, and then we can drink blood and have sex. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> Do that! <laughs> of course you're like, yes. Do course. that! I, I know that like two hours after that woman got converted into a vampire, she immediately got killed. And that's fucked up for her. Sorry about that. But also, yes! It's a sequel I want. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> Sounds like you just want
1: like a yes! porn with Antonio Manderas and I want to see the porn parody
0: of this, which is so closely related. Oh my god. Yeah, gosh. so yeah. Interview with a vampire. The gayest one.
1: Okay, so in your top five, you mentioned two of mine, which were Interview with the Vampire and From Dusk Till Dawn. Alright. So my top five is down to three. Okay. Which again, like mine are in no particular order. Um Blade, because why not? Um it's so I'm the Marvel Queen, so of course I have to have a Marvel movie on here. It's not MCU,
0: it's way before the MCU. It, but it's, still, marvel nonetheless it's, uh, it's very interesting and i want to see it um oh you haven't, I haven't seen, seen it. it i had the option to see that or what we do in the shadows and i knew that i'd like what we do in the um, shadows a lot more but i have a suggestion
1: perhaps instead of watching interview with the vampire 19 times you could have seen blade once <laughs> throw it out fair enough um okay so <clears throat> quick synopsis mm-hmm. on blade he is half vampire, half human. He has all of the strengths of both and none of the weakness. Uh, sounds so, awesome. Yeah, and it, he's played by uh, Wesley Snipes. So how he came to be is his mother was pregnant with him and about to give birth, and she was attacked by a vampire. And he was born, so he was human, but then since his mother was attacked by a vampire, vampire blood got into him right before he was born. So he was born a vampire, so he is the daywalker. He is a vampire that can walk in the sun, and um, so he he doesn't have the vampire weakness of the sunlight, um, but he doesn't have human sh- human weakness like uh, like with strength. So he can he's as strong as a vampire. He's as fast as a vampire, um, and he unlike the other vampires, he can walk in the sun. And he has decided to become a vampire hunter. And he teams up with Chris Christopherson, who's an awesome old man, who, um, is like, trains him and teaches him how, not just how to hunt vampires, but how to, um, so Chris Christopherson is an old vampire hunter. He's been doing this for decades. And, um, and he teaches him not just how to hunt, but, like, where the vampires are. And so it has a lot of awesome scenes of Wesley Snipes just, like, showing up and these, like, so this is another one of those vampires are sexy and they lure in their prey kind uh-huh. of movies where like vampires hang out in raves and clubs. I saw the scene and, with the blood rave. That made me yeah. want to see the movie so, so it's bad. Like, it's, it's a cool movie. I yeah, like it. I think um, I'll dig obviously it. Obviously it's on my top five. <laughs> so yeah, it's cool. And then Steven Dorff is the bad guy and he even has a sex scene in this movie. So um, he's a bad, he's a, he's a vampire. So Blade is a vampire, but he hunts vampires and vampires don't like that. They're like, dude, why don't you just figure out what makes you a Daylighter and like give that to us so that we can be Daylighters too and we can take over the world. And Blade's like, why don't I kill you? That is also an option. And they're like, we don't like that. <laughs> so, I mean, I
0: wouldn't. So, yeah. <laughs> so that's Blade. Uh, um, I, it sounds uh, funny. It, it sounds like the deadpan humor. It's a tongue-in-cheek, like, 90s oh, movie. Cool. It's, kind of, it's cool. Yeah.
1: Um, the next one is Lost Boys. I saw
0: Lost Boys last week. We're going
1: back in time.
0: Uh, I saw Lost Boys yesterday, finally. Um, I dig it. I really like it. It's, um... I
1: love Kiefer Sutherland as a bad guy because Kiefer Sutherland should be the bad guy. He's, in his older years, he has kind of settled into a good guy vibe like with Designated Survivor and, and 24 and such. But... You know, growing up in the 80s, he's the bad guy. He was always <laughs> the bad guy. He's got the bad guy face. My favorite. He's got the evil look. And I like it when he's the bad guy. And he just, he revels in being bad. And it's so much
0: oh, fun. And I love that. I, I love um, and, when when people are typecast into, like, the bad guy role. They can have so much fun. And there are so many. Yeah, in the 80s, that was Kiefer Sutherland. Like, and Donald Sutherland to a certain extent. There's a, um... There's a, <laughs> with the movie about time one of the things that um bill N- i'm noticing a theme i'm pretty sure you bring up that movie every single podcast uh, uh, it, that will um uh, uh, princess by those two but the, the reason i uh, i'm bringing it up is because in interviews um bill nye is like i love this character I'm just a nice guy, I'm a dad, it's great, I get to be sweet and British for once, I'm not playing a monster, or a murderer, or a vampire, none of the villains, so he's like, I just love not being the bad guy for once. Okay,
1: speaking of him, my next film, he's the bad guy, <laughs> Underworld, that was an excellent segue, <laughs> I'm glad I said you He mine. is the ultimate bad guy in Underworld, and there's like, Four movies, but we really only count three, and he's the bad guy in all okay, three Okay,
0: fair enough. But but for, <laughs> I, I just wanted to talk about Lost Boys for a minute because <laughs> I saw Lost Boys. I yeah. really dig it. I like the fact that um, that they have vampire weaknesses, but if you invite them in their house, it's just like you've just given them carte lunch to not have any weaknesses anymore, which is interesting.
1: Well, it's it's a it, to me it's kind of like a a copy paste vampire story. Oh yeah, where it's like. What is the most what are the most popular parts of vampire lore? Okay, though that they're weak to garlic. All right, they're weak to garlic, they're weak to holy water or crosses. Okay, we'll put all of that. I in appreciate there. that. The was. only like twist that they put there was there were two things this film introduced. One was that like you said, when you invite them in, none of those weaknesses are valid anymore and two it's well you could still stop like sunlight uh, yeah, i'm pretty sure sun... weak to sunlight and like you can still stab them in the heart but they're no longer weak to garlic. or holy water uh,
0: basically it's just i garlic. like that those jackasses oh, had holy water just on hand it's like it, it's like they were prepared for this and then they. It... there was a scene of them getting it it was in the montage you don't know, remember them going into the uh, church I, a lot happened and but yeah i remember
1: that now <laughs> but yeah i because yeah, they like that was they like bust into the church and there's like a wedding going on. They're like, Yeah, forgive, like excuse us, and they're just grabbing holy <laughs> water out of the
0: thing. But it's looking at like, what the hell? I love it. It's it's um <laughs> it reminded, it reminds me of eighteen, those other eighties ones where these this pack of kids are fighting bad guys or whatever.
1: Yeah, so in the eighties, again, you know, movies are a snapshot of their time. In the eighties the thought was the next generation is who's gonna save us. So and sadly I, I'm actually younger than The Next Generation because I was a kid when that movie came out. Like, I was younger than the kids in the movie. So it's funny, like, you asked me, like, how old is, um, how old are the Corey supposed to be in this movie? And you were, like, eight, nine. And I'm, like, no, I was, like, eight, nine. They were supposed to be, like, 14. They, To me, they were they older. Off, they were, um, They were wise, <laughs> learned men. Because
0: I was a kid. <laughs> I was, like, I was eight.
1: So, <laughs> I was, I was like, yeah, I was, like, eight or nine when this movie
0: came out. Um, um, this was also directed by Joel Schumacher, and that guy—it was that guy—created Batman, made Batman and Robin, and that's the only thing anyone ever mentions. But with phone booth, The Lost Boys, and like I, I assume others, like Eight Millimeter, just bring up those. Yeah. He has he
1: he has probably the most interesting and varied history yeah. <laughs> as far as what he's done because he can. Well, okay, so in defense of Joel Schumacher. He, so first of all, I loved Batman Forever. I know everybody loves to hate I it, but I loved it, like then it and I
0: still like it. So I, I think that I, okay. I think that if um, for what they were doing, which was the 1960s Batman show, they just made it made that. Uh, I dug it. Yeah, I still do. I think it's great. Um Batman and Robin. Forever. Yeah, I so I personally didn't
1: like Batman or Batman Returns, but I loved Batman I... Forever. And then when Batman and Robin came out, he admitted so this movie is Studio Interference 101. He had a vision for Batman Forever. Or not Batman Forever, sorry, for um for Batman mm-hmm. and Robin. And the studio was like, No, you have to take out all of the good store the good plot points, and you have to make this basically an hour and a half commercial for toys. And it was so, the studio interfered so much that he was like, fuck you. I'm just going to do literally an hour and a half commercial for toys, which is why it was so cheesy and so tongue in cheek because they wouldn't leave him alone. So he was like, okay, I'm going to make the piece of shit that you want. That's what, that's what Batman and Robin was. So by the end, he was just like, I don't even care anymore. (laughs) And he just told, that's why Batman shows the bat card. And it was so in your face with being so stupid, and it's hilarious to me that George Clooney like signed on because, from what I understand, Clooney had just decided to sign on back when the, when he was when the talks were still of it being a serious movie, or not serious, but like an apt follow up to Batman Forever. I mean, that's fair. So enough. it was supposed to be like let's say so basically like you you could say Batman and Batman Returns were like their own little sub Batman series and then Batman Forever and Batman Robin were supposed to be like one and two of like the next phase and that was so so Schumacher had like real plans for like to making it a real movie you know and then the studio interfered and when he was in those talks that's when Clooney came on and then the studio interfered so much that he was like
0: fuck all of that this is what you um, get I like the fact that um and we'll go back to vampires I promise but I I find it interesting that you have one one movie where the studio interfered and it turned out really well with Batman 89. I know you don't like that, but a lot of people do. And then they gave him free range to do whatever he wanted with um, with Batman Returns. And then
1: and it, and was, it was
0: the worst fucking movie ever.
1: Okay, see, I have to interject here because... The studio has to interfere when it comes to Tim Burton because he's insane. He is insane. And you can't do the insane shit that he wants to do or you get Batman Returns. Which is... So you have to have somebody step in and be like, hey, now, no, no, we're not going to do that, which is why Batman was allowed to be the film that people love. I saw it, now again, generational thing, I saw it as a kid Mm -hmm. and I hated it because to me, Batman wasn't this, like, dark, depressing, terrible. Like, I just didn't like it. I, I am also very, very biased. I will throw that in there. I can't stand Tim Burton. Oh, if you so, don't like Tim Burton. To me, that's a little too much of a Tim Burton movie, but Batman Returns is 100% stamped Tim Burton. I can't stand Tim Burton. Tim Burton is so So, so anyway. He so, is. And to me, he's weird, not because he's like authentically or genuinely weird. He's like, topic I, weird. how else can I be weird? Like I, I need to be weirder. Can I be weirder here? And I'm like, dude, just tell stories. It feels like one of those. hands is like the only thing that he's done that I like. I, I like uh, Sweeney Todd. I like it, Sweeney Todd. Um, I didn't even bother to watch it because I was over him by then. I
0: was like, oh, it's Tim Burton pass. I don't know. I, I think you'll like it. Uh, it doesn't eh. feel like a Tim Burton movie, even though. Plus, is it a musical? Uh, yeah. All oh, right, you hate music. Hard pass. Oh. I don't hate musicals. I just don't necessarily like well, them. Well, okay, fine. Then this is not the movie theme. It's No. I, I I will say that you are not going to change your mind over musicals because of Sweeney Todd. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, I think we Okay, all know that. Fine. let's <laughs> go back to them. Especially Vampire. since I can't stand Tim Burton in the first place. Like it's just it's two strikes. You like no. So, I don't see it working. I did like Edward Scissorhands though um, which is interesting. I didn't. I, I, mean, I didn't love it but
0: I liked it. Because I like a lot of his yeah, movies I, but I don't
1: like Edward Scissorhands. And the, well see it, it makes sense though because I can't stand Tim Burton but that's the one movie of his that yeah, I like.
0: I, he's like 50-50. It's either um, Batman Returns or Sweeney Todd but lately he's we can go into it all day. What's your next one? Underworld? underworld yeah Yeah. so joel schumacher great director made uh, like one terrible movie and he got shit for ever since his last movie was in 2011 um man in the mirror uh it's really interesting that
1: that see i still i put an asterisk on that shitty movie because he was kind of pushed to do it. yeah well unlike with burton they weren't trying to rein in craziness and be like hey let's make it so that normal people can get this (laughs) it they were trying to they were trying to run roughshod over him because the studio got greedy. It was Warner Brothers. They got greedy and they were like, at all of the treatments he took, they were like red, they taking a red pen to everything and being like, make it more like this, make it like this. Like they're the, like, that's how you got things like, you know, a close up on Batman. They gave
0: him <laughs> no, <laughs> they were, the
1: close up on Batman. It was, they were it ridiculous.
0: Like um, I also like the cut. It, we can get into it all day. Underworld. Tell me about Underworld. Because that's a movie that I had the opportunity Have to see. Have you not? No, it? because everyone says that it's terrible. What? Okay, so the fourth Underworld
1: is garbage. Okay. Um, I liked all three of the first three. Oh, no, wait. I think there might be five. Doesn't matter. I think there, there's four or five. Anyway, the last one is, is okay. shit. Um, the first three are awesome. So I consider it a trilogy, despite the fact that there are more. Um, the thing that's insane to me is that Kate Beckinsale is in all of them, and you genuinely can't tell year-wise where. Oh, that's so, annoying. So these movies are, like, years apart. No, it's awesome, but, uh, because it's, she's supposed to be immortal, and she is killing. Okay, fair enough. She's a vampire, and she's supposed to look the same, and she genuinely looks the same, even though, like, in the first movie, so the first movie comes out, she has no kids or anything. By the last movie, she has a kid that's an adult, and she looks exactly the same as the first movie. So I'm like, perfect actress to play this mm-hmm. role. Um, I don't like that they took out... I call him Scott Stapp. He's not Scott Stapp. He's, um, he's Scott Speedman, but he kind of reminds me of the guy from Creed. Uh, okay. <laughs> I don't know why he just does. Um, but I liked him in the first movie. I get why he wasn't in the second movie. It really wouldn't have made sense for him to be in the second movie. But in the third movie, like, like after the first movie, or after the second movie, I should say, anytime they bring up his character, they really should have brought him back. And it's like, he's, he's kind of a hole in the series because it started out being about him and you're going to mention him and then just not have him, not have it be him. Or you're going to have glimpses and it's supposed to be him. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm buying that bullshit. Give me him. <laughs> um, anywho, so the premise of this uh-huh. film is, um, again, with vampire origins. Um, and this film says that vampires and werewolves are real and vampires are like the elites and werewolves are like lower class
0: there's always been and vampires, vampires as a uh, as rivals and i don't know where that started but i appreciate it
1: yeah so in this one here so it when the when the story begins they're not so much rivals as werewolves are seen as dogs and vampires are seen as higher than humans and um By the second one, you end up seeing why that is, and it starts to reverse. Um, So that's why I like it, because there's a lore that's going on, and from movie to movie, they stick to that lore. Is this
0: based on anything? And it just gets deeper. I don't think so. Okay, because I could have sworn it was based on Um, video games or something. No, I'm thinking Resident Evil. There are vampire movies. I've been thinking of Resident Evil this entire time.
1: Yeah, I was going to say there are vampire movies based on, like, Resident Evil. I was actually just about to say, like, Resident Evil. Um, there are vampire movies based on video games, but this is, this one's not. Uh, the reason... I think it might be based on the, the book. The reason that I, I haven't seen Underworld is because I thought it was Resident Evil. Oh, no. Yeah, Res- Underworld is way better than Resident Evil. Resident Evil is based on a on video game, and as such, it can only be so good. There's not that much story <laughs> to go along. Um and basically, every Resident Evil movie is the same, but just like it's just like a game. Each movie is like you've leveled up, and now you have more or different vampires to fight. Or I would whatever. have totally watched and Underworld. The way that Alice keeps having different lives is like kind of a throwaway. Like, oh, the real Alice? Oh, nope, she's here. Nope, she actually. So <laughs> it's like. So that's the thing. Like, it's if you watch all of the Resident Evil movies, it's very much like playing a video game because it's like okay. Here was your challenge, you, get, you meet the big boss, you win. Okay, you've leveled up, now it's more difficult. I mean, the, the only- <laughs> It's like you get to the next one, you've leveled up, now it's more difficult. You have different- That's pretty much what the Resident Evil movies are. Are they good? No. Are they entertaining? Yes.
0: The only good the, uh, video game movie is Detective Pikachu and that one was based on like, also 20 years of cartoons and other movies. So it's barely counting.
1: Um, so, okay, so back to Resident Evil, um, there's a guy who is, he's, like, an intern at a hospital, or he's, he's, like, a low-level hospital. Is this Underworld? Okay. Yes, it's Underworld. And, um, and one day he gets bitten, Mm -hmm. and, um, this woman, like, he gets bitten by a werewolf, and so he's, like, in his life, he ends up in the crossfire between this newly emerging war between werewolves and vampires because in the beginning like i said there wasn't really a war it was like vampires are up here werewolves are down there and humans are somewhere in the middle um and werewolves are like nah fuck that we don't like that anymore we're gonna start coming after you and the way they start coming after them is they take this human and um, the human Scott Speedman, I can't remember his character's name for the life of me, um, but human Scott Speedman. And you end up involved in the lore of vampires and werewolves. And you find out that the lore goes a little like, back in the day there were these brothers, and back in the day is like thousands of years ago, okay? There were these brothers who had a particular bloodline and one was bitten by a bat, one was bitten by a werewolf, or by a wolf. And the two brothers became the, they became the beginning of the line of werewolves and vampires. And the one who was bitten by a bat was able to, like, he became a vampire, he was able to, you know, the typical Dracula type of thing, you know. Um, except he couldn't turn into a bat, he just had, like, the vampire powers. Um, and, but because he remained more human, he was seen as more civilized. Whereas his brother would slowly turn into a wolf. And when he was a wolf, he was animalistic. And he just, you know, killed and ate people and blah, blah, blah. And then um, in the beginning, werewolves, once they transformed into a wolf, they stayed as a werewolf. They couldn't return back. So they weren't like shapeshifters where they became a werewolf and then became human again. Then once you became a werewolf, you were the beast. And that's how you lived until somebody put you down which is why vampires look down on werewolves because they see them as just these crazy animals. Um, and so there, a war broke out because vampires were like, werewolves are too feral and we need to put them down. And werewolves were like, "When they werewolves were, just, were trying to just be human. Along the way, they evolved to be able to turn back into their human form. And then it became a thing where like on the first, um, after you were attacked on the first full moon, you involuntarily became a werewolf, but then after that you were able to turn back into a human. Um, So, along the evolution, like vampires and werewolves have kind of attacked each other, and there's the the family's name, I think, is Corvus. And if you have their bloodline in you, Uh and you are attacked by, you were either bitten by a werewolf, then you will become a werewolf. If you are bitten by a vampire, you'll become a vampire. But, if you, are, uh, if you have both attacks, you are the only one who can possibly survive a werewolf or a vampire attack. So if a werewolf, if a person with the werewolf bloodline uh-huh. gets attacked by a vampire, gets like bitten by a vampire, they'll die. And it'll be a horrible, painful death. If a vampire gets attacked by a werewolf, they'll die. And it you know, gets bitten by a werewolf, they'll die and it'll be a horrible, painful death. Um, unless you are a Corvus. If you have the Corvus bloodline, you you're the only one who could possibly, potentially, maybe survive. Most people are still gonna die, but you are you might you have a tiny teeny tiny little chance that you could survive. And if you do survive, Uh you will become both you will become a hybrid. You will become a vampire werewolf hybrid. That sounds amazing. And that's what happens to Scott Speedman. Um, It turns out the reason why they're hunting him down is because the werewolves were originally hunting him down. This uh, head werewolf named Lucian Mm -hmm. is hunting them down um, because they finally made it through the family tree and figured out exactly who the descendants were.
0: I I find it interesting um, that vampires and werewolves are um, enemies because when Dracula was written, he became like creatures of the night, which included bats mm -hmm. and wolves. So he could yes. transform into a wolf well. that well. again,
1: it's a snapshot of, it's a snapshot of society. Back then the society was, there's society, the norm, and then the other. So yeah, both bats and wolves, they were the other. So they were comrades. Whereas now, we're, you know, now things are more nuanced. So we don't say just that other, there will, there's also that other over there. And there's that. So now instead of black and white, we've got shades of gray. We've got different Family colors. Shades. So,
0: how many what? shades of gray do we have? There, there, there are
1: tons, tons There's at least fifty. So, no, really, it was right there. Really, you got to get with the Twilight fan fiction while we're talking about the werewolves and vampires. Well, it is Twilight. <laughs> it's Twilight fan fiction. That's it's what she did.
0: So weird. She. I mean, he's, he's, yes. So was Twilight. Well, yeah, but like I get Twilight, but like the fan fiction became. The best, it's just so bad, yeah. Well, see, that's how that's how
1: she came. So, this chick wrote Twilight fan fiction, and then the chick who wrote Twilight shut her down and was like, uh, no. So, then this chick was like, all right, screw you. She changed the names of the characters and changed the main characters from so for the men, instead of them being insanely wealthy, one of them became, um, or no, instead of them being vampires, the um, they became wealthy and werewolves they
0: became insanely wealthy I'm, which is pretty much the same thing so yeah so like the, uh, whatever that that book's really <laughs> fucked up and dumb and despite their best efforts the movie is also bad and it, it's <laughs> like they were trying desperately to not be the book i saw the first one i haven't read the book what 50 shades yeah, of gray first 50 shades of gray i saw half of it um it's not good I don't think I've ever seen those movies because I read the books. Your life is
1: better and I than I was mine. like, this can't be too <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> um, I read the books during a time when I was reading like a book. Oh, of you a, read the books? So I can't it wasn't worry. even Yeah, I did read the books. Um, but no, because at least the books so the reason why I didn't watch the movie was because after having read the books and when you see that they're like when people are like there's no real sex in the movie, you're like, Then there's no point because those books they, I, I will give her credit for this. They have a hook. They Every book ends on a cliffhanger to get you to get to the next one so that you're like, this book was written horribly, but I kind of want to find out what happens. <laughs> you're like, I've already been on this journey. I may as well see it to the end. So you just keep buying the next one. Yeah, I, uh... so,
0: And they were on sale at the time. So it's not like I paid full price. So calm down. I appreciate that but... <laughs> the a uh, favorite reviewer, the Dom, had to change his name. Because after reviewing Fifty Shades of Grey... Because
1: people kept thinking of him as, like, Dominator. Uh, yeah. It's
0: just... Oh, that, that's just so bad. He calls it... His review of it is Fifty, 50, is it? 50, Sh-
1: 50 Shades of Abuse and... Yeah,
0: Fifty Shades of Sexual Abuse. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's what it is. Like, that's yeah. what it is. He is. And the main character is terrible. And you have the, those BDSM books that you, and movies that exist. The Adams Family, they are definitely fucking... Um, you have um, Professor Marsden and the Wonder Woman. That was a that good was movie. a Great movie.
1: I saw that on Hulu, and it was a really good movie. And it's like an inch, uh, like a snapshot into how Wonder Woman came about and why she always she was always bound is-
0: with ropes and why ropes were her like kryptonite. It is hilarious that that movie came out the same year that Wonder Woman did, considering the uh, DC's history of hiding the origins. Like they hide the origins yeah. for years so that they can sell Wonder Woman books to children, and then the moment that that her movie comes out, you also have this one. This is weird. Yeah, which was I really enjoyed it. I thought it was. Yeah, good. I liked it. I thought it was neat. Um. So yeah, Fifty yeah. Shades sucks. There's better BDSM stuff. Um. Anything from what I've heard, I I
1: haven't gone down the rabbit hole of BDSM. I've I think this is the only one that I've read. But everybody who Actually, anybody who's read this book or seen the movie has, that actually does BDSM has all said like, "This is not BDSM. You have to like just everything that they did is wrong. It's all completely mischaracterized. Don't believe that that's real." And I believe those people since like literally every single person who read this said the same thing. I think Secretary is a much better BDSM film. That's
0: the that's the one. Even I though seen. I've never
1: saw the films for Fifty Shades of Grey, but I have read the books, um, so I know what they. But
0: the books are crap.
1: Don't, like, don't get it misconstrued. Because, no, like, I, I, it's your inner goddess, and it's, it's, I, terrible. I it's terrible.
0: I borrowed one from the library, and I read, yeah. and my mom read a chapter, and she's like, this sucks. And I'm like, I could have told you that. I didn't even read it. I'm just psychic.
1: Okay, in my defense for why I started reading this book, I was working at the airport mm-hmm. when this book became popular, and I just kept seeing everybody. Because, you know, in the airport, you read books, right? That's what you do. Because it's like, yeah, what else are you going to do? And so everybody was reading this book. That's how I got into the Hunger Games too. Everybody was reading that. And I was like, okay, too many people are reading this. I've got to see what it is. And the cover tells you nothing. It's just a tie. I had no idea what I was getting into. <laughs> and I was like, what that? Like I started reading it. And then when it comes to the sex, you were like, oh my goodness, what am I reading? And it's like, it's not good, but it, there's a hook. Like the writing itself is crap, but really good at writing a hook. She tells the story well, even though it's a crap story. <laughs> and when she doesn't tell it well, like with the words, what I mean to, with how she tells it well is like, it's interesting enough for you to finish the book. When she was, and it's intriguing enough for you to buy the, for you to want to read the when next she book. was
0: being interviewed and the interviewer realized that she wrote it on her Blackberry, the look of disgust on the interviewer's <laughs> face was brilliant.
1: I mean, I believe it, because I've read it, and it's, it, it reads like a book that was, re- that was written on the train ride home. Like, I don't think that somebody sat down and seriously hammered this out. This is like, where was I yesterday? Oh, yeah, and then she, you know, then he put something in her vagina, like something stupid, and you're like, oh, <laughs> okay, that's where we're going today? All right. It, it totally, to me, it's like, I imagine watching the movie Girl on the Train but instead of her looking on her window and seeing an accident, she decides to write this on her BlackBerry on the way home. And like, the, instead of like becoming involved in, in in like a murder mystery, she becomes a millionaire. Like that's that to me, that's how I imagine this book series was written. It was a girl on a train, but she becomes a, a millionaire in the end. That's
0: yeah. So we got from vampires to Fifty Sheds Gray. Well, it's easy leap because Fifty Shades of Grey is based on vampires. Yep, true, true, true. Still, damn. Um, <laughs> so I have a dishonorable mention because I saw um lesbian vampire killers. Which you just would not stop
1: talking about how much
0: you hate. That, that. is, oh my God. Okay, so imagine you sit down, lesbian <laughs> vampire killers. I get it. They're lesbians that kill vampires. Probably can't believe, definitely gay, very cheesy. Excellent. Nailed it. What do you got? James Corden? Why? Okay, he can't act. <laughs> Fuck. This is terrible. I hate everything. I hate everyone. I hate vampires. So it's funny because you said
1: that so you from the title Lesbian Vampire Killers, you were like, okay, it's lesbians that kill vampires. Yes. Yeah. I That's thought grammar, they bastards. were lesbian vampires. I thought it was lesbian vampires that are killers. Either one would work. Just have it. <laughs> oh my god i hate him so much this
0: is the worst okay so what's so terrible about this film uh the and don't say okay, everything fine, like fuck. actually give. Fine, a- fine. it's not funny it wants to be sean of the dead it is not sean of the dead james corden is not an actor it is sexist homophobic it is terrible in every conceivable way it's badly paced, it's badly written, it's badly directed. It had no, it had nothing going for it. The, James Corden said that he knew that it was shit at the time and then it's shit later on. The only thing it has going for it, the only thing is that it looks like the movies that they're copying. So basically the director looked at a movie and it was like, I want to make it look like that. And he did, but also I'm not gonna write any jokes or have any good characters in it at all. That would take time and effort and money and i have no since <laughs> okay
1: <laughs>
0: time and effort and money oh god I,
1: yeah that's usually what happens when you want to make a movie or do anything i
0: hate it so <laughs> fucking much it is just the worst thing see
1: you could have watched underworld i could have
0: watched underworld i could have
1: watched blade <laughs> could have watched I blade and those all of these movies to me with the exception of like lost well no that's ex- so the exception <laughs> of the interview with the vampire i would say that's the best film mm-hmm. on the list but with all of these movies they're all pretty much guilty pleasures because uh, i mean none of these movies are winning prizes but they're they're fun to watch and they're fun they're good on a rewatch and for me underworld like i own the trilogy again i will not go beyond the trilogy because it's, it's shit after that but the original trilogy for underworld it's good and i like how the second movie and the third movie goes back to the lore. It like revisits it and it opens it up and it's like, aha,
0: here's what you didn't know. Okay, so my punishment for watch- <laughs> for not watching Blade was watching lesbian vampire killers. So I think I'm even, and I'll just Apparently. watch Blade later, I guess. Um, <laughs> you should watch uh, What We Do in the Shadows. It's really funny, like mm-hmm. top tier comedy. It's hilarious constantly. And it's made okay. by the New Zealand documentary production team, so it feels like a real documentary. It is great. Um,
1: well, I mean, I love Taika, so I'll definitely check yeah, it out. Um, um
0: But it only became
1: widely available here, I think, like fairly recently, like since Thor Ragnarok. Because before then, it like he was—he's a New Zealander, and he was like from. <coughs> I, apparently, he was a popular New Zealander, but he seems more like an indie guy. Oh yeah, here. he's done. The only mainstream
0: so, movie he's really done is Thor. The rest is like low-budget yeah. indie stuff. Yeah, and it's not that easy
1: to get a hold of those, but ever since Thor Ragnarok, it's like, oh, Taika Waititi? Everything. <laughs> um, so as soon as he was like thrust in the mainstream, you could, it's it's easier to get a hold of his stuff.
0: Yeah, so um, he, he's yeah, got Jojo Rabbit coming out, and I want to see
1: Jojo Rabbit. I dad. definitely want to see that. Yeah. Um, I love that um, he's also got a movie coming out with. Um, actually, I think it's coming on Netflix with Ryan Reynolds. And I love that they're the four of them are on this like panel and they're promoting the movie. And of course, the two of them, Ryan and uh, and Taika, were like, "Yeah, it's fun getting to meet each other because we've never met before." And the other two people were like, "No, no, you guys, you guys have definitely met." And they're like, "No, we've just like we just now met and like we're you know the other person's awesome and this is cool." And the other two were like, no, no, you guys, you guys did a movie together before. And they were like, nope, this is our first movie. Like we never met before. (laughs) And they're like very adamant. And the other two are like, no, yeah, you did,
0: you did Green Lantern, right? And then when you turn back to their chairs, both of them were mad. That's a cute bit. (laughs) That's a cute bit. Um, Yeah. So Jojo Rabbit is great. I love that it's a Disney movie now. That's hilarious. It's a Disney movie? They bought Fox and it was a Fox movie. So now it's a Disney movie. Wait, Jojo Rabbit? I thought Jojo... Well, yeah, but it's made by Fox... I didn't but, know
1: it Yeah, it
0: was made... It was produced by Fox uh, Searchlight, oh, um, okay. who and they, they're the reasons that I hate the Fox merger, because Fox Searchlight was my favorite studio, and they make weird shit. Was it?
1: Well, okay, so here's the thing. I've got to clarify this about the Disney-Fox merger. A lot of people don't realize Disney has been making rated-R movies for decades. Disney owns Touchstone Pictures, well, if, if, okay? Disney... Okay. If this, if it's making money, Disney's not going to fuck with it. They've already said they're going to let Deadpool stay rated R. They're just probably not going to attach him to the MCU. Probably. So you can't be like House of Mouse, but you can still be Disney and be rated R and be dirty and gritty and be your own okay. thing. Okay um it'll they'll just let it have like the they'll let it probably continue to have like the fox
0: label and won't put disney on. i mean if they do um, that if they do that and let fox searchlight or uh or fox as a whole make movies separate then i'll be happy because i want but,
1: fox as a whole absolutely not because they bought out No, fox no they, 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 they bought they, them out but they'll allow fox searchlight so the, the difference is fox searchlight mm-hmm is very much like Lucasfilm or like Marvel. It's an it's a, a studio independent of the larger company. So you can keep Fox Searchlight coming out, just like you can have Marvel, just like you can have Lucasfilm. But they're still all under the Disney label. They're not going to be under the Fox label. Anymore. All right. I- That's the difference. And a lot of people, a lot of people like harp on, they're, they're down on Disney, like Disney does this and Disney. Disney doesn't do shit as long as you are profitable. That's why Marvel has been allowed to do whatever the hell they want. Like, cause as soon as, as soon as Marvel saw how profitable Kevin Feige was able to make things, they were like, "All right, we're gonna move Ike Perlmutter the hell out of your way because he's pissing you off." And the shit he wants to do is stupid shit like the Inhumans, and it sucked. And we see that nobody liked it. And fuck that. Okay, Perlmutter, you're moving to something else. You're gonna be over the TV division, and Feige, it's your world. There, as long as you're profitable, they will let you do whatever the hell you want. That's why. James Gunn got his job back. Same thing with Lucasfilm. The reason why Disney stepped in with Lucasfilm is because they had a bomb. Luca- Disney let Lucasfilm do whatever the hell they want, and then as soon as The Last Jedi came out and all the controversy, people were talking about fuck Star Wars, and then Solo tanked, that's when Disney's like, okay, time for me to interject because now you're fucking with As long as it, like, if The Last Jedi had had the same result, but then Solo made money, uh-huh. Disney still would have stayed out of it. Disney only interferes the minute that stock starts going down. Okay. So I think a lot of people assume that like Disney's in every meeting going, Okay, you can't say this, you can't do that and that's just not true. That's not they they're gonna let you run things pretty much carte blanche as long as the only thing he says is it has certain things within a certain image. Yeah, so as long as so like
0: as long as as the people at Fox Searchlight are allowed to keep making good movies uh for adults, yeah. then I'm fine with that. Disney can own whatever they so, want as long as I get my movie
1: yeah that that may or may not change the reason why we don't
0: know is because whenever there's a
1: studio merger like that, there are always massive layoffs so the real question is how are the layoffs going to affect the content? so are the people who get laid off the ones who were the ones making the decisions that may that that is how they got the good movies, or are they the ones that made like the last several x men films so you know it's so that's why we don't know yet we have to wait till the first film comes out and if like brian singer is still in then we're like okay they fired the wrong people. So,
0: um so jojo so. rabbit um a few fox movies have come out since the merger but jojo rabbit is like the big one
1: yeah so okay when i say we won't know i mean like it's gonna be at least next year or longer and like may, i would say maybe 2021 before we see the results of the Disney-Fox merger, because all of the films that came out this year, and even most of the films that are going to come out next year, were already slated, and Disney's not really going to fuck with it if they're going to let it come out. These were all, these; they're all still Fox movies. Okay, so we so want You gotta let, you gotta like wait for the Fox movies to dry out, and then the next crop will be, I would say probably 2021, okay. will be the
0: beginning of Disney's Fox movies. Okay, so uh, Judge a Rabbit and stuff We can't really judge that yet. See Right, because that
1: was any movie that's already in the can, that was all of the executive decisions were made under Fox. So you can't say and like this the only executive decision Disney would make is yay or nay. Because when Disney takes it in, they now have green light power. And that's why we don't get the new mutants. Because somebody saw it and went, Yeah, fuck that and it was mixed off the slate and it's not coming out at all now.
0: People are still threatening that that movie is going to come out, and I'm with you. I, the moment that um the Fox measure happened, I'm like, they're not going to release that one. Out of all of them, now, yeah. Well, there there
1: are two reasons why. Number one, it's another movie that went through so many reshoots and rewrites and blah 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 that it's like, I mean, is it really worth it? Because usually, movies that undergo that end up being Justice League, and you're like, yeah, that's gonna yeah, it's going to bomb, and um, it costs money.
0: Um, Kevin Smith's new movie, yeah. um, James and Bob Reboot, they didn't get distribution for it because that costs a lot of money and they ran out of money when they produced it. So they're doing a roadshow tour. So you pay like 50 bucks for a ticket and you get to see the movie and talk to them and they do Q&As and stuff. And that's a way that they're making money with it. And then after they've made that money, then um, they've sold the distribution rights to another studio, I forget which. And after that, like March, then it'll either come out in theatres or go straight to VOD, depending on what they want to do with it. Um, that was fun. Uh, I, I like the vampire movies. Um, next week, we're going to go back to comparing two movies, and we're going to do foreign movies or a foreign language movie. Um, So... I, I was going to say, technically, most of the movies for you are foreign Yeah, movies. so we're doing non-English movies. I think that's the determining factor for, um, for that, for us. And I picked uh, the one cartoon movie that I convinced you to watch, uh, which is Grave of the Firefly. Uh, okay. I figured that I'd killed Next week we're doing foreign I movies? I think so. Um, okay. We might as well. Um, and you got me... What was your one? um i don't remember what it's, it's called. called i know the dutch one was arvin Festen, the celebration the
1: celebration that's the english term yeah i don't know the the english title because i didn't watch it in english so i don't know it's one of those movies that like i said at the beginning of the podcast like i went to blockbuster three four times a day and watched movies it's one of those movies that i watched but it stayed with me. it has so uh, that's why like it was a miracle how i found this because i was talking to daniel and i was like ooh there's this movie and it's about family because we were going to do this um right before thanksgiving um and it was gonna like lead into like the family um you know family films and i was like there's this one that i want to see and it was so good and i knew it was a danish film and that was all i had and i remember the, the fact premise, that you but I couldn't found find it, it was amazing and i somehow (laughs) managed to find it i was like i don't even know like it was kind of crazy at first i found a movie that was like it but wasn't it and i kept being like oh it's just it's not because there wasn't the sister ah." but then i was like wait a minute i think that is the main actor so i just went through imdb and went through all of his movies and i found it (laughs) because it was that the actor was the right actor so kind of crazy but I didn't find it, and it's the official, actual movie because I saw a trailer and I was like, "Yeah, that's the one with the people arriving
0: and the thing and then the celebration." Yeah. So uh, I'm gonna watch. So I'm gonna watch the celebration. You're gonna watch Grave of the Fireflies. I assume that they're gonna be very different movies. I'm assuming. Uh, I haven't seen Grave of the Fireflies, so uh, well, we got the celebration, which I don't know what that's about. But Grave of the Fireflies is about um, these two kids that have to that have to survive in World War II, um, and it is very, very sad.
1: Uh, The celebration is about a family coming together for a patriarch celebration, only all is not as it seems. Ooh, fun. And I love the fact that um, people were outed things that they've done and said, and that this nice, big, happy family where everything looks perfect, there's
0: more to the the tale. I can't wait to see it. Um, Yeah. So that's next week. Until then, happy Halloween. I got nothing. Perfect. (laughs) I was gonna say so long and thanks for all the fish. It doesn't really work with Halloween. So long and thanks for all the (laughs) brains. For all the brains? That's zombies! We're talking vampires!
1: Uh, Oh, well, bye! I should have said blood.